sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, didn't get what you were hoping for from Santa Claus this year? Looking to add a little spice to things in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about an adventurous new adult toy or movie? Well, then we have an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to toysforpleasure.vegas and, for a limited time, you'll get 20% off store-wide and we'll even throw in free shipping for any order above $100. And no, we're not teasing. So check out toysforpleasure.vegas today and use special offer code BABE69 upon checkout and make sure all your adult fantasies come true with toysforpleasure.vegas today. Remember, use offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, to receive a 20% discount on your entire order, and gift the gift that Santa forgot to give this year. Warning! The content you're about to hear contains spoilers, so if you have not watched the show, movie, or read the book in question, turn off your radio now, because there are spoilers. Spoilers ahead! Warning! Warning! Danger Will Robinson! Spoilers ahead! Don't say you haven't been warned. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, Renegade Nation. It's me, Naughty Nicole, and it's time for another Renegade Review. And today's little escapade, well, it's a little bit off the beaten path, so I hope you guys enjoy, well, the scenery. (laughs) Today, we're looking at National Geographic's first foray into scripted programming with Genius. And I, for one, well, believe that their gamble on this idea has paid off admirably. Thanks in part to the brilliant casting and skillful acting that positions Genius to be one of the most richly detailed historical shows. Genius intends to be an anthology series with the lives of historical figures who fit the title of Genius, and of course the natural choice to kick off the inaugural season was the life of Albert Einstein. Now, I know a number of you are going to roll your eyes and say, I don't care for PBS programming. The thing is, Genius does tell the story in a very dramatic and thought-provoking way, but the portrayal is so filled with heart and sincere moments that I promise you this, you will forget your hesitations. So, this season is a dramatization of the life of Albert Einstein, and it's more than just a wild-haired caricature, which most of us have come to know and love, and gives real insight into the young Einstein. Not only did he revolutionize physics, but he also lived through some turbulent times, including two world wars, set against his own very eventful personal life. And the show starts off with a bang as we see Einstein's friend, the German foreign minister, Walter Rathenau, be shot and blown up in his car by a gang of Nazis. Now, how's that for the very first scene, right? It's pretty action-packed, too. 
Then we cut to Einstein, played by the incredibly brilliant Jeffrey Rush, in his study making love to his secretary, Betty, against a blackboard covered with equations. It's June 1922, and he's 43, already famous for overturning the universe with his theory of relativity, being attacked in Germany as the proselytizer of Jewish science, and in danger of becoming the next Nazi victim. If your image of Albert Einstein is the sockless, frizzy-haired wizard who wandered the streets of Princeton, well, you might be taken a little aback to first encounter the great wizard, well, aptly with his pants down. But this is not your parents' biopic, because it's time to meet the real guy behind the cuddly accent and the curvature of space-time. In the last three decades, scholars from the Einstein Papers Project, sponsored by Princeton University Press and the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, have dived into troves of previously sealed or unknown correspondence. And what they found is a lot about Einstein's life that contradicts that image that we're so very familiar with. Einstein did have an affair with a secretary named Betty, Betty Newman to be precise, with the grudging permission of his wife, Elsa. Rathenau was indeed Einstein's friend in a nation that was beginning to tilt ominously to the right and from which Einstein would eventually flee to America. Here, he wrote a letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt that brought about the effort known as the Manhattan Project, which would ultimately build history's most terrible weapon, the atomic bomb. And he transformed our understanding of space, time, and gravity, bequeathing us the expanding universe and black holes. Genius is the tale of how all of this came to be, and it's a tense, binge-worthy psychological thriller full of political and romantic melodrama. Einstein is portrayed in The Elder by Mr. Rush, and in his younger years by Johnny Flynn, and shows Einstein is an errant lover, a draft dodger, an adulterer, a clueless rebel, an arrogant, self-centered dreamer, and a stubborn but curious soul. His first wife, Melova Merrick, is played by Samantha Colley, and she is a beautiful, moody, and determined, well, nerd, struggling to deal with her emotions about the very young Einstein. Genius was produced by Ron Howard, Brian Grazer, and Gigi Prisker, as well as several others, and was written by Ken Byler, who is also listed as the showrunner, and it's largely based on Walter Isaacson's best-selling biography, Einstein, His Life and Universe, one of a literary tsunami of Einstein books pr published in the last 20 years. If you only want to understand his scientific insights, well, then I'm sorry to say this series is not for you. Indeed, the worst parts of the show that I've seen so far are the obvious tell-us-what-we-need-to-know scenes in which Einstein monologues on science to colleagues who sit there glazed or baffled before bursting into applause as if they've never heard this stuff about time or light before. But if you want a sense of what it takes to get under the universe's skin, of the emotional and psychological price of scientific achievement and celebrity and a sense of the historical currents in which Einstein swam, well, then this show is definitely an answer to your silent prayers. Now, there will be those who protest the melodrama, saying justifiably that science is why we care about Einstein and why he is important to begin with. 
The tragic fact is that Einstein's scientific celebrity is so bright that it has blotted out the man behind it, the man who actually did the work. It's like staring into the sun. So Einstein becomes mythologized as almost beyond human to the detriment of all those who would follow in his footsteps and feel like they have to live up to, well, Superman. They need to know that they are entitled to lives of passion and mistakes, the same qualities that drive them to pierce the quantum slipperiness of reality might wound their friends and lovers. For decades, what little we knew of Einstein wasn't helped by those who were the keepers of his estate. Helen Dukas, who was his longtime secretary, and Otto Nathan, an economist and close friend. They both kept a tight lid on which letters of his could be published or quoted. So it's acceptable to put on your metaphorical Ray-Bans and stare directly into this sun to try to discern the man behind the revolutions, or the man behind the mind, as it says on the movie posters. But be warned, I promise you this, you'll still be seeing some sunspots. Maybe this is a moment for scientists in pop culture. Three years ago, the film The Theory of Ever Everything won public acclaim, and later an Academy Award for Eddie Renmaine, who played Stephen Hawking, the British black hole wizard who is, in some sense, Einstein's successor. It focused on Dr. Hawking's romantic life. Then there was, of course, Hidden Figures, which was a film based on the book that shed light on the African-American female mathematicians who faced racism and sexism at NASA in its Apollo heyday, which was both very popular with audiences and both received three Academy Award nominations this season. After flitting back and forth in time during the first episode, Genius does settle into a narrative of the young Einstein, a high school dropout in Munich, and his efforts to attend the Federal Polytechnic in Zurich, Switzerland. There, he meets and falls in love with Melova Merrick, a Serbian woman who also wants to be a physicist. The story, as filmed, hues fairly closely, at least so far, to the outline of Einstein's actual life. But there are some caveats. The writers and producers of Genius have done an artful and imaginative job of filling in moments of Einstein's life in a plausible manner. Their imaginations have been helped by the fact that Einstein left behind some 55,000 letters. But of Malevia, we have very little. Like, for example, there's no diary. Inevitably, however, they cut corners and fudged a little bit of the details. Among the missing pieces is when he and Malivia take a romantic trip through the Alps and she gets pregnant, an event that actually does shade the rest of both of their lives. Whether such details matter depends on whether you're a critic, focused on the logic and entertainment value of the story, or just a historian who wants to understand the world in all its jigsaw maze of cause and effect, like the patterns of particle collisions and decays that scientists at places like CERN try to reconstruct in their quest for new physics. In the latter case, it is the small, unexpected details that count. We know how the story ends. Einstein and Malevia have a daughter who disappears from history, they eventually marry and have two sons. He reinvents the universe, divorces Malevia, and marries his cousin Elsa. He flees Germany and becomes the sad-eyed sage of Princeton, watching from the sidelines as his former colleagues usher the world tragically into the atomic age. And I, for one, thought it's a brilliant first episode and can't wait for the rest of it.
All right, Renegade Nation, catch us next time. And if you like this review, or if you have a comment, don't forget to send us a like or post your comment. You can even email me directly at NaughtyNicoleRenegadeTalk at gmail.com. Got a show, movie, or a book that you want us to review? Let us know. I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to, but, you know, at least we're going to be able to make fun of you and mock you on air. See you next time on Renegade Reviews here on Renegade Talk Radio. Peace out, my heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.